Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. As we begin a brand new week together, I remind you that our text of the Bible is Genesis chapter 4. The main personality here that we are following is the man Cain, and we are in verse 2 talking about the members of his family. His father is Adam, his mother is Eve, and his younger brother is Abel. Abel is spelled A-B-E-L. And when we left off last time, I was telling you about his name. Abel means vanity. His name can be translated as mere breath, vapor, and futility, even transitoriness. This name reminds us of the vanity of life. I think of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 2. Or Psalm chapter 39 and verse 5, Behold, you have made my days as hand breaths, and my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. That's Psalm 39, verse 5. And I think of Romans chapter 8 and verse 20, for the creation was subjected to futility. Romans 8, 20. So why did Eve give Abel this name? Doesn't this seem like an odd name for the boy? When you name your child the equivalent of vanity, vapor, and futility, what does that say about how you, as a mother, feel about your newborn and his prospects in life. Every so often, I run into parents, and when I ask the name of their son or daughter, it catches me by surprise. I have a cousin, practically a brother since we grew up together, and when we got older, he promised me that when he got married and started having children, he would give them very unique names, names that would not be common or uncommon names. Well, promise kept. He named one of his daughters Mystery, for example. Mystery, like a mystery novel. One of his sons is Oz, O-Z, as in the Wizard of Oz. And another girl, Izzy Ireland. Well, thankfully, he stopped short of naming one of them Lucky Charms, And if you eat sugary breakfast cereal, then you will know what Lucky Charms is. He threatened to name one of his kids by that very name. But these are the names he chose for three of his six children. To me, these are very interesting and unique names. While we want to ask my cousin, why? Likewise, aren't you curious as to why Eve chose to name her second son Abel? In thinking about this and doing my research, I think theologian John Calvin has the best and clearest answer. I will quote him in a moment, but let me capture what he says like this. Eve chose the name Abel because she wanted a memorial to her own vanity. It was her sin, her pride that ruined paradise for the human race, 
And by naming her son Abel, it was as if she was saying, my offspring will have to live with what I did. The ramifications of my one sin will live on in the life of all who come after me. Sin will make one's life short, quick, a mere breath. Eve thinks, vanity, vanity, all is now vanity, and so will my son be named. Calvin begins contrasting the name of Cain to the name of Abel. This is John Calvin. We should infer that whereas Eve had testified in the name given to her firstborn Cain, the joy which suddenly burst upon her and celebrated the grace of God, she afterwards, in her other offspring Abel, returned to the recollection of the miseries of the human race. She could not look upon a posterity devoted to so many and great evils of which she had herself been the cause without the most bitter grief. Therefore, she wished that a monument of her sorrow should exist in the name she gave her second son. I think Calvin is right about this. Abel will represent the whole vanity of man, and since his name came from Eve, it is a kind of memorial to her own vanity. Let me give you Calvin's words again, because many of us need to hear this a second time so that what he is saying sinks in on a busy Monday. Quote, We should infer that whereas Eve had testified in the name given to her firstborn son, Cain, the joy which suddenly burst upon her and celebrated the grace of God, She afterwards, in her other offspring, Abel, returned to the recollection of the miseries of the human race. She could not look upon a posterity devoted to so many and great evils, of which she herself had been the cause, without the most bitter grief. Therefore, she wished that a monument of her sorrow should exist in the name she gave her second Son. Unquote. As best we can understand, I think this is the correct way to answer why Eve named Abel as she did. And the discussion on Abel's name thus far today bridges us from Friday into Monday, or from last week into this week. Next, in Genesis 2, verse 4, we learn that both Cain and Abel had occupations. I will pick up my Bible and read Genesis 2, verse 4. Again, Eve gave birth to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. This may strike you as a small little fact Moses puts into his narrative just to kind of fill out the biography of both men. Abel kept the flocks, and Cain worked the soil, that kind of thing. It's kind of like I am describing someone to my wife, and I say, he works as a technician, and then quickly move on to give more detail about my new friend. But I want you to see that this is no superfluous thought that Moses deposits in the text. When we keep reading in verses 3, 4, and 5, we soon learn that there is a deep connection between work and worship. 
That is, the work that Cain and Abel do corresponds to an offering each brings to the Lord God. To make certain you see this, you hear this, let me read all of verses 2, 3, 4, and 5 of this same chapter, Genesis 4. Listen for the connection between the work and worship of Cain and Abel. Abel was a keeper of flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. Did you hear the connection? Abel was a shepherd, he kept the flocks, and out of the flock, he brings his offering to God. Cain was an agriculturalist. He farmed the soil, and out of the ground, Cain brought an offering of fruit to God. So that what each man did for work then translates into what offering each man gave to the Lord. Now, I am only highlighting this connection now so that you see what we are told in verse 2 is actually significant for the unfolding, developing story. But later, we will get into verses 3 through 5 and talk more about the text as a whole. We will find application to us. When the text says Cain was a tiller of the ground, it means literally that Cain was a man serving the soil. He was serving the soil. The Hebrew word translated as soil in English means red earth and arable land. This reminds us of the previous chapter, Genesis 3, when God cursed the ground and instructed Adam to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. Listen as I read Genesis 3, verses 17 through 19. Then to Adam God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And then Genesis 3 verse 23 This is Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. Actually, we can go even further back in Genesis to chapter 2 and verse 15. Maybe you remember when we studied this very verse. Genesis 2, 15 says... Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Adam's job, even before Adam sinned, was to cultivate and keep the Garden in Eden. And now in Genesis 4, that is Cain's job. And of course, Cain works the soil sweating amidst the thorns and the thistles because of the curse. 
And when the text says Abel was a keeper of flocks, it means that Abel was a man who tended to sheep, goats, and small cattle. So we have the shepherd and the agriculturalist, each man with their own occupation. And I want to say more about this, and we'll do so, Lord willing, when you join me and all these other listeners tomorrow, for God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.